Part 1. Foundations for a Great Tomorrow 1. Freefall For as long as I can remember, I've wanted to jump out of a plane. I've watched people do it on TV and thought, someday I'm going to do that, when I'm older, when I've exceeded my life expectancy, like George Bush Sr., who did his first dive at 80. When you're 80, you don't have to worry about your kid's education or your retirement fund. You're good to go. I'm not a big risk-taker, and I don't like heights, but when I mentioned it from the pulpit one day, one of my parishioners decided to hold me to it and bought me a $125 ticket for a tandem dive. Now I was committed. It's one thing to talk about something like that. It feels completely irresponsible to actually make the reservation and surrender your life to a knapsack at 13,000 feet. The day finally came, and three other guys from our church joined me. We checked our life insurance policies, kissed our wives goodbye, and drove over to Twin Cities Skydive in Baldwin, Wisconsin. It was supposed to be fun, but it felt more like something we just had to get through so we wouldn't be labeled the biggest sissies ever. After an hour-long training session and signing our names to 25 pages of liability release forms, The instructor walked us past the staging area, where a bunch of college kids were folding chutes. All four of us stopped, looked at the ragtag group of kids who were barely out of high school, and asked, How long have you guys been working here? One kid said a couple years, another said two months, another said a few weeks. So the only thing separating us from life and death was a well-worn chute packed by an inexperienced college kid who was making eight dollars an hour. Not a comforting thought. Has one of these shoots ever failed? I wondered out loud. A kid with about eight piercings through his nose and ears responded, Yeah, but that's why there's a second shoot. None of us had the guts to ask if the second shoot had ever failed. By now our nerves were sufficiently shot, but then we met our pilot, Rabbit. Rabbit had a long ponytail and wore a tank top, cutoffs, and no shoes. Evidently, FAA regulations didn't apply. As he climbed into the cockpit, we heard Rabbit say, I hope I get it right this time. My friends and I were doing a tandem jump, which means you're strapped to the chest of a professional. I had Joe, an excitable 30-year-old with ADD and a love for beer, who said to me before we jumped, If the chute don't open, the last thing to go through your mind will be my skull. Then he added, I've only had to use my second emergency chute eight times. Professional skydivers are a rare breed who keep their clients off balance with a mix of sick humor and steely-eyed threats, because it's their life, too, which is your only source of comfort. There were nine other jumpers on the plane. We climbed to about 10,000 feet, and suddenly Joe got real serious. He went through the final instructions, double-checked the chute, straps and altimeter on his wrist, cinched me in tightly to his waist and chest, and said with a loud, stern voice, Do not pull on anything. We climbed to 13,000 feet. The tension was building. My three friends gave me a nervous look. Then somebody shoved open the door, and it was game on. The cold air hit us, and we watched the first guy disappear solo out the door and shoot like a bullet toward earth. I felt nauseous. I watched the second guy do the same, then a third. Person after person hurled himself out the door. I thought I might hurl.
My friend Dean and I were the last to go. Dean is a 40-year-old executive at a Minneapolis software company and the father of three young girls. Watching Dean slide toward the door, give a final thumbs up, and fall toward the earth upside down was the freakiest thing I've ever seen. The speed at which he fell made him look like a tiny speck within seconds. But now it was my turn. Joe and I slid toward the door. The wind and the engine noise were deafening. We squatted down. I felt like I was insane, and my mind couldn't process what was happening. But we were warned not to fight it. Skydiving demands 100% commitment. So I surrendered myself, leaned forward, and at the count of three, Joe and I jumped. The first ten seconds were the most intense, most surreal feeling I've ever had. I flipped over head first and then was upside down.